Welcome to the Fit Identity Podcast. I'm back on YouTube. So this week I'm recording you guys, but welcome. This is the Fit Identity Podcast. I talk everything, think, eat, and move. If you're watching on YouTube, go over, follow my podcast on Spotify or Apple. And if you are on your podcast and you are listening, then come over to YouTube and see what it'll look like as I make all the mannerisms as I talk. It will be on YouTube as well. Hopefully, we'll be able to chop it up and use some of the uh, sound bites out of it to help you guys even more with thinking, eating, and moving, which will help you in your own daily life. So welcome to the Fit Identity Podcast. This week, I want to talk about the fitness trend, like where is it at right now uh, against, I made some predictions in 2023 and I felt that, you know, there were going to be some things that died. You know, I said uh, health esteem would die. I still think it's going to die. I said that body positivity would die. I still think it's going to die. I said that hormone optimization would get, it would start to become, you know, more of a trend. Uh, female hormones would start to become a trend. And I think that those are on the rise. Um, but what I really think is on the rise, and I'm just going to say it right up front and then we can talk about it, is I think that we're looking at a phase of vitality and longevity. And that's what I think the health and fitness industry has been about the entire time. Regardless of whether or not you were trying to lose weight, you were trying to, you know, perform better, you're trying to look better, you're trying to have abs, butt, you know, um, all of that, right? It was about living that fulfilled life. It's about how long can I live this life that I have in the greatest way that I possibly can with the people that I love. That is ultimately what being healthy and fit looks like and why we do it, right? You see all those people in the gym and I did say this earlier that there's a ton of people in the gym and I saw a TikTok or a, a Instagram reel that said, you know, the people in the gym, they're motivated. Don't underestimate them. You know, they, they have this discipline and I'm a person in the gym and I'll tell you, I think some of us who are in the gym that spend too much time in the gym are just don't have anything else to do and that we we're unbalanced. And that we need to be able to change the other things in our lives so that we can live a longer, more, you know, vital life, like with vitality. Like, I really believe that. So when I heard that, I was like, yeah, they're disciplined, but maybe they're too disciplined, these people in the gym, right? Like, like why aren't they with girlfriends, boyfriends? Why aren't they making money? Do they put as much time into their business and their family as they do into their bicep curls? You know, like, like really? Take a look at that and you're like, you're th unless it's their business, you should be looking at and asking the question, which is a fun game I play with my friends, by the way, what's the skeleton in their closet? <laughs> that is an interesting game to play when you start to think about it. You're like, what is the skeleton? And if you see these people that are in the gym constantly two, three hours at a time working hard, like why? And I'm not against it. I love the gym. It's a place that I do like. I don't know that I'm the norm. And I, I first want to admit that I got issues and I have problems. You know, 54, single, never been married. You know, I used to think that that was a trophy. I think I may have messed up, like considerably made some mistakes there as I look at parents because I work a lot with moms and dads. Um, I really do think that that looking back on it, that I may have made a a real big error in some ways. And what I mean by that, before we get into all of that, I will just say this, I wasn't in a place 
I would have messed people up. I'm happy I didn't. But when you look at what should happen in life and to live a a long, you know, long, vital life, those are the kind of things that you want to be involved in. That's all I'm saying. But when you look at people in the gym, they're over-disciplined and they're over-disciplined in those areas. And what's their skeleton? Why are they here so often? Why are they so concerned about a butt? You know, like why? And all, you know, Ultimately, it's probably because they want a partner. They, you know, they they want something, and they're like, "This makes me feel good." So hopefully, I can be able to do this in order to be able to get what I ultimately want. Maybe that's partner. Maybe that's money. You know, maybe maybe it's my business. I don't know, but I think that a lot of people that are in the gym that's not their business. They got skeletons. They got skeletons. Um, so we'll leave it at that. Um, getting back to exactly what I said is at the end of the day. Um, what we're really trying to do is live a long life. We're trying to stay alive for as long as we possibly can and be as healthy as we possibly can. That's what it is. We're like, hey, how do I keep up so that I don't slow down? How do I continue to do the things like I said when I was 13? I'll never be that way when I'm 40. I won't be that 50-year-old. There's no way I'm going to have a limp. There's no way that I'm not going to be able to get out of bed. I'm still going to be driving. I'm still going to be having a beer. All those things, in the back of our minds, we are thinking the goal is longevity. And and one of vitality. So when I think of everybody that's out there and they're like, hey, my goal is abs, my goal is to run a marathon, that's a piece of, you know, that's, that's the micro goal. But the macro goal is to have longevity. And why do you want to run that marathon? Because it makes you feel good, because it gives you accomplishment, because it's something about part of your life. And yeah, you're in the gym training for that particular micro goal but it plays a part in the macro goal of you having longevity and vitality. And it goes back into the trend. And this is why I think the trend is happening, which, which I'm open to a discussion. So if you want to reach out to me either down below uh, or, and, and say you agree, disagree, or you don't think so, um, this is what I think happened. I think that when the bullies came in and shook us for our lunch money and basically just told us, and I'm using this as an analogy. They put us in the corner and told us we couldn't go outside and that we had to you know, do what we needed to be able to do. Um, and that was during a time when people were in gluttony and that they were overweight and things were great. People were making lots of money. You know, People could eat whatever they wanted. Nobody was like really concerned about too many things. They were reactionary rather than proactive. I mean, here I am, the guy that's, you know, red light therapy here. Look, red light therapy. Uh, I am on, you know, I got a sauna. I'm doing all the weird stuff. I'm the proactive guy. Most people reactive. And I think that, you know, the world at that time got involved into this. Hey, we're in social media. You should love me the way I am. Body positivity. When there was a health standard, there is a health standard, regardless of whether or not you want to openly admit it, there is a health standard. And it's in the back of everybody's mind. No matter what they say, they're like, no, I really love me for who I am. You know what? Tell me exactly what you say to yourself when you get out of the shower and you're just feeling it. You get up in the morning, you get out of bed and it's difficult for you to get out of bed. Do you feel like you meet the health standard? That's all I'd ask. If you're happy, truly happy where you're at, then bless you. 
But if you're not, but if you're not, and you're concerned with, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the clothes that I have. I don't like that I'm getting bigger. I don't like that, you know, I, 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 my size is changing. My butt's dropping. Um, you know, my gut's getting bigger. I'm holding more, you know, fluid in my gut. Like all the things, right? You're unhappy for whatever reason. I just don't believe that body positivity is, um, is, is the answer. And that's why I believe it's, it's folding and going away. So I feel that during this time when we were not worried about anything and we wanted to push into body positivity and we just wanted everybody to like us because we're on social media and everyone's a darn critic, right? You post the nicest thing with a puppy and somebody would just go, I can't believe you would wear that red shirt. Like, really? I just saved a dog from drowning. Yeah, but it's that red shirt. You're an idiot. Like that was the whole movement of body positivity was the answer to the critics, not to the health standard. So I, I would say that. So we're in this movement, right? And we're in this place of sitting there saying body positivity. We went down where we were then contained and that contained left us in a world of lack of socializing and it then made us reflective. And that reflection started to look at our stress levels. And stress became the next standard. So we went from body positivity and we went into stress. And again, body positivity, it's an ingredient in what we need to achieve as far as being healthy. You know, stress and managing it, it's an ingredient in what we need to be able to achieve. Mental health, it's an ingredient in what we need to be able to achieve to be healthy. All these things are ingredients that will push out into the recipe that make up the meal of being healthy and well, the ultimate meal of longevity and vitality. So when I think of it that way, and we're not, we were like in that mental health and we were stressed out to the nines. And now we became hyper concerned about our own health. Tell me what you want. There's no possible way that the majority of you listening weren't somewhat concerned. You had no idea what was going on. You had no idea the research. We had nothing on it. We had no idea about anything during that period of time. We were all concerned. We all had some level of stress because of the unknown and it all related to our health and it related to our longevity. It didn't relate to abs. We weren't in the house going, how do I get more abs? We were in like in the house being like, how do I not get sick? How do I not get somebody else sick? And I hope somebody else doesn't get sick. That's where we were at. It had nothing to do with body positivity and feeling good about ourselves sitting around in our houses while alcohol sales went up and life became, you know, stressful and, and crazy in, in, in small places that we're in. I don't care if you lived in a 4,000 square foot home. That was 10,000 square. It was still a small place because it was the only place you could go. Um, and I think those stress levels went absolutely through the roof and people started to become concerned with their health. And it started to scare them. And I think that as they came out and we busted out and, and, and got more involved back into a social life, I think what happened is, is that you had a bunch of people, a lot of us doing research, a lot of us in front of screens, listening to people with facts, experts, 
telling us about research, what needs to be healthier, how do we need to be healthier, how do we learn about our hormones, how do we re- learn about our cells and, and, and you know our hearts and our lungs. And that became a very big deal. And then all of a sudden, the goal that we've always been concentrating on became very, imp- very apparent, longevity and vitality. That is what ultimately came out of that. And that's where we're at right now. And if you are any type of fitness platform, fitness trainer, you know, sure, you've got your niche. But if you're not thinking in ways of longevity and vitality and your customer's experience and and, and how they're doing, you're missing the boat. Because that's where everything is right now, is helping people live long lives, helping people live healthy lives so that they can live long lives. Because you know what? People value other people's time now. They want to spend more time with their family, more time with their friends, more time with their kids, more time doing things that enrich them. And what they understand is time is the only thing that never stops ticking. You can't buy it. You can't sell it. You can't stop it which means you got to value it. And when you value it, that means you have to then use that time the best that you can for as long as you can because you're the one that thing that's going to stop. Time is going to keep happening. And when you look at that as a goal and as a trend, they, they, they go hand in hand. They, they literally fit together. And they just say, yin to yang, this is, this is who we are. It's, it's, it's longevity. And the fitness trend right now is longevity. And the beautiful thing about longevity is this, is longevity is creating so much business, so much economics, so much health. Like all of that is happening because of that two words, longevity and vitality. And it's happening because we're all in a different place, which means we're all going to enter into this longevity and vitality in different ways, with different programs, with different strategies, with different nutrition plans, with different ideologies, with different goals, like, you know, all kinds of different things. Some of us starting, restarting, some of us amplifying which creates this incredible ability for a lot of people to work on one single goal, longevity and vitality. And the beautiful thing is, is that you're starting to see a lot of younger people and people who didn't care about their health in the past just because they didn't know, right? Like I, I want to talk about that just real quickly is I had a conversation the other day talking about how the great thing about being as old as I am right now is I can, I get to do one thing that most people can't do. I get to talk from experience. That's the one thing I didn't have before. I, I, I didn't have this, you know, 20 plus years in, in the industry. I didn't have 20 plus years helping people. I didn't have 20 plus years about caring about people. I didn't have 20 plus years of failing and saying dumb things and, and doing dumb things and, and, you know, like, just trying different ideologies or I don't have 20 plus years of acting like a frat boy and drinking and, and acting like an idiot. You know, like I have this ability now to step back and go, you know, what's important being a great mom, 
You know, it's important the relationship you have with your son as a dad. You know, it's important helping out other people. You know, it really, truly is important when you look at it and you look back on it. And you don't have that ability until you have experience. So when I see that and I I, I look at the people that, you know, are now starting, right? Like I see all these people that didn't care before getting back into that is these people didn't care it wasn't on their radar. And right now, their vitality could be walking. So walking is such a great big thing right now. Get 8,000 steps in, 10,000 steps. Your list, your, you know, your low impact, steady state cardio, that's a big thing. Some people are like, you know, on the 30-30-30 deal. You know, within 30 minutes of getting up, 30 grams of protein, walk for 30 minutes. Some people are intermittent fasting. Some people are starting to resistance train. Some people are returning back into work out. You've got the, you know, the weekend warriors. You've got people wanting to do marathon, mud runs. You have more and more people doing that. And you have people that were overweight who were screaming body positivity before saying, I got to get my body in check. And the only reason that the body comes in check, it's not because it's vanity, right? It's I need to get my longevity in check. I need to get my cells in check. I need to get my heart in check, my blood, my markers in check. And when they start doing those things, it opens up doors and it opens up momentum to guess what? To weight loss, to eating better, to better markers, to getting stronger, to working out more often, to progression. From one mile turns to two miles. From two miles turns to four. From one pound turns to two pounds lost. From two pounds turns to four pounds lost. It's got a domino effect. And that's the great thing about health is that this longevity and vitality is dominoing people at all levels. And I'm so excited for it because obviously I'm invested in the health and fitness industry and wellness. It means a lot to me to see people get healthier. I don't want to see the reason why people are healthier is because they're on some sort of pharmaceutical. And granted, people are on those things right now, right? Which is, I get it. But look at why they're getting on it. They're afraid that they're not healthy. They want to look better. This is about longevity and this is about vitality. Sure, there's a group of people misusing every pharmaceutical thing that's out there. I get it. And sure, it's a little, there's certain pharmaceutical that's being a little overused right now. That's semaglutide, Wagovi, whatever it is, the weight loss, insulin, you know, uh, drug that's out, injections that are out there right now. It's being overused. However, it's also being used correctly. And it's also being used in conjunction of working out, eating better, creating more effort. And, and what, what's doing, even if people aren't telling you they're on it. It's sending the message that they want to be healthier, that they want to live longer. I think that they should probably tell you that they're on it, especially if there are people that are like, hey, look at me, I got leaner and I'm better looking now and you know, I'm selling health and fitness. If you're not telling people you're on it, you're shady. I'm just saying that. I get it. You, you have your own, you know, you, you, should, you don't have to tell people that you're on it. But if you're telling people to eat whole foods and then you're like, let me take a, a you know, a shot, you know, to look, you're kind of shady. You're kind of shady because you're not really worried about people. You're worried about whatever 
service that you're selling. You're worried about your own image. Just tell people that's what you're doing and, and it's helped you and that you're doing, you have all these great patterns and habits that you're, that you're doing and that that's just part of it. And if you use it wisely, then it works. Not here nor there. I don't want to go down that bandwagon, you know, or down that rabbit hole. But when I think about this incredible movement that people are scared to death because of what we went through about their health, it excites me. And I see it with content creators. There used to be a lot of content creators that were overweight and, you know, shout out Nalk Boys. These guys are crushing, you know, as far as what they're looking like. Shout out Dana White. Dana White. Like, you're talking about a guy that just, you know, high-stress job, UFC president, um, and he got healthier. And now the man is into cold plunging. He's into fasting. He's into, you know, all, all kinds of, you know, different things that he's talking about and hormone control. And um, that's inspiring people to get healthier. And he's inspiring all, you know, I don't know if people know this. He's inspiring all the content creators, which he's befriending to create marketing for the UFC. But in that process of making these friends, He's influencing them to get healthier. And as they're getting healthier, there are millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of followers are getting healthier because of that. I'm in. Sign me up. Dana White, you're the man. Dana White, you are the man. I think that he spearheaded some of the greatest fitness movement that we've had in a long time. Like I really, truly do. And I think there's a lot of other content creators, male, female, adjusted, that are really making that shift happen because they're concerned about their health. And, you know, it took somebody like Dana or it takes somebody else, you know, to, to, to help them in that road. I even know a football player, offensive lineman, you know, guy went from uh, over 300 down to like 260, 240 now. He says he's never felt better. He says he's so happy to be out of, out of football and, you know, to, to feel thinner and to feel more mobile. And he looks great. He feel, he's still a stud. I mean, the guy is still, you know, jacked. But he just doesn't weigh what he needed to weigh for football and he was just more concerned about his health. Why? His father. He's got a wife. Longevity. Vitality. So I do think that that trend is here and I think that if you're an online platform, that if you're not thinking as a longevity platform and then thinking that all the things that you need to have inside it are the ingredients for longevity, you're missing the boat. And I would urge you to stop chasing soft trends and really chase what's happening. And that's the health movement. Because I, I, I called it a trend earlier, but I'm ready to say that it's a movement towards getting healthy again. Um, I think that hormone optimization is happening. You know, I, I said that that was going to be a piece of it. And, and there's not one thing. Let me just say this so that I can like get on this, this train. There's a lot of things that people are doing and, and misusing like we talked about earlier. The issue with that is that's the only thing that they're doing. The issue is that they're overusing it They're, they've swung the pendulum so far in one area that once that bottoms out once that plateaus and once they overuse that 
it's going to hurt them. It's going to fail them. It's going to be an issue. And then they're going to have to swing it over in another area and they're going to be in a bad spot. So I think that anybody who over promotes for marketing just for the dollar, shame on you too. Like I, I, I think that you need to sell a recipe. I think that you need to talk about how things go together and that it's a recipe in your health. Um, I, I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm not big on pharmaceuticals. I'm not. I'm not here to fight them, but I definitely am I'm not turning. They're not my first choice. They're my last choice. I'm not big uh, supporter of them. I know a lot of people that are using them. I know a lot of people who are using peptides, semaglutide, uh, testosterone therapy. Um, I, I just know like a lot of people that, that you know, are trying to do it. But that's also reflective of the information and the research that we're ending up getting. And some people need some of that stuff. I, I don't know what more to say. Medicine is there for a reason, but misuse is not there for your reason about that as a statement. So I think that, um, you know, when I, when I get involved in all of this and think about longevity, as the real goal of what we've all wanted our entire lives. We may not know that that's what we wanted, but listen, winning a high school championship, a state championship to, to an NCAA championship or a Super Bowl, you know, micro goal in living such an incredible life. Micro goal to be able to sit back and, and enjoy with your kids and talk to them about that and raise them in that environment. And micro goal... Like all those things are about your longevity. And and as bad as what we just went through and had to deal with, you know, being locked up, locked down, I'm happy that it's refocusing. I just, let's quit the misuse of certain things, but I'm happy it's refocusing back on health. I'm happy that that we have this opportunity to focus on longevity and not on single trends because I don't believe that single trends will help you with your longevity. I think it actually shortens your longevity. If you look at anything, right? Misuse one thing too much. You're going to shorten the longevity of whatever it is you're doing. You're just going to, it is 100% going to happen. So that shift and that eye opening moment of understanding that what we really care about is our cells, even when you look at Botox, like let me let me go into this real quick. So even when you look at plastic surgery, what are you trying to do? You're trying to prolong vitality, trying to prolong, trying to trying to be as young as for as long as you possibly can. And that goes for any plastic surgery in general, right? That that has to do with the way that you look. Boobs, butt, uh, lips, uh, fillers, face stuff. I don't know. I don't know any stuff about plastic surgery, but when you look at all of that in general. It's all about you trying to stay as young as you possibly can. It all goes back to that single goal of longevity and vitality. You want to feel young. You want to look young. You know, like that's why plastic surgery existed for longevity. You were trying to live as a youthful person as long as you possibly could. And those were some of the things like no lines or bigger lips. I don't know, like the way that you feel, I mean, Plastic surgery is a very interesting animal, but you were doing that for longevity. So as you start to look at all of your goals and start to look at whatever you're doing, there's going to be micro goals that you're going to have, right? 
But at the end of the day, it's all about vitality and longevity. So I wanted to come on and I didn't want to beat this and I didn't want to go too far down a rabbit hole on longevity and vitality. But I wanted to make sure that I talked about it in a way that helped you understand that that's, that's the new goal. It's not the new trend. It's the movement of longevity. We're worried about cellular health. We're worried about how our lungs work. We're worried about the markers in our blood, cholesterol levels, how our heart works. We're worried about things that, you know, we put into our bodies that we know nothing about. You know, we are worried about a lot of things. And we understand because of what we went through that there's a start and a finish to us here. And it's it's unfortunate you know, and we understood that we've lost too many people and we understand how precious life is. So now we're looking at time and that's going to be an eye opener as we continue into this year because there's still a lot of unknown. But the one thing we do know is that we are focused on staying alive. We are focused on living as long as we possibly can. It's pretty heavy even to say, let alone maybe even to hear. No matter what age you are listening to this, you could be 22, 32, 62, 82. I know that, you know, having a father that's 80, it's really hard to think that that's on his mind every day. And it's hard being 50 going, oh my gosh, if I double my age, I'm going to be 100. It's hard watching you know, a younger kid lose a parent or a grandparent at such a young age when they expected to have them in this world longer for whatever reason. They understand. Everyone is starting to understand that longevity is a big deal. And you parents out there, shout out you parents. Uh, this be the last thing. Shout out you parents that are doing a great job of teaching your kids that are educating them, explaining to them how feel how food feels, why you why you have them eat the way that you do, why you're kind of snappy at other parents for you know feeding your kids all kinds of crap, you know for being weird parents. Um, shout out to you guys. Um, it's needed. These kids thrive on education and thrive on knowledge, and as they have knowledge, we've seen this. They do something with it, right? They're able to actually put it together between all their access to technology, their access to other friends and family members, and then your knowledge. When you give that to, to a child, an adolescent, man, they use it. It sinks in and it grows with them. And I didn't have that as a kid. I, I look, I, I, sidebar before I go, I'll say this. Like, my mom, it's, it's a weird story. Um, you know, I didn't have a very good positive relationship with her. And I will say this. I think maybe I got my health and fitness from my mom because um, she put me on something called like the uh, Feinstein or the Feingold diet. Apparently, it was some sort of no sugar, no beef. I'm telling you, I was, I was like a... 10-year-old kid understanding what BPAs were, BPBs, and and, and um, uh, preservatives were, red dye. Like, I knew, this is why we couldn't have deli meat, you know? Like, uh, this is why we couldn't have sugar cereals. This, Like, I knew all that stuff as a kid. I 
was a hyperactive, crazy, sports-driven kid. Um, but because my mom put me on that stuff. And I think having that awareness maybe you know gave me this ability to be hyper-aware now. And I look back on it and just saying this to you guys, like that's a pretty cool thing that I was able to learn that at such a young age to make food and what goes into food important to me at this, at this point in time in my life. And it became important to me 25 years ago. Um, so I will say like, shout out to you parents that are doing that job and educating and, and, you know, taking care of your kids and making them dinners, making it so that they don't have to eat out at night. And, uh, you know, shout out to your parents who want to, I understand that times are tough and times are difficult and I'm not in your shoes and I certainly am not here to point a finger at you. Um, I'm just here asking you to do the best that you can, um, and, and do whatever you can because I know you want longevity too. And, you know, so I think on that note, um, that is going to be the podcast for this week is I kind of went all over the place. I kind of didn't, I kind of kept it into what I really wanted to talk about. And it was really about understanding that this trend of getting fit, this trend of, you know, maybe bikini models and getting back to looking slamming and tight abs and it's all a repercussion of longevity and people getting back into their fitness at different points and times in their life and then progressing it. Not everybody wants a bikini. Not everybody wants a butt. Not everybody wants to lose weight. Not everybody wants to eat whole foods. You know, not everybody wants to eat keto. You know, not everybody wants what you want. And you got to respect that. But understand that it's all part of the process. That no matter what it is, you earn $2, you want four, and you're going to go earn four. You lose four pounds, you want to lose eight. You know, um, there's always a progression and respect the progression. So I guess the end of the podcast, you know, live well, be well, longevity and vitality, you guys. I'll talk to you soon.